Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. A Time to Heal by Hera Girl on AO3. Chapter 18 Skinner blinked as the morning sunlight streamed into the bedroom, waking him from a deep, dreamless sleep. As he stretched in the bed, he recalled the events of the previous night. Monica Reyes had held and comforted him as he sobbed for what seemed like hours, making soothing noises as she stroked the back of his head and neck. He had held onto her tightly, almost afraid to let her go, feeling that she was the one certain thing in his life at that moment. Finally, when the storm of grief had passed, he lifted his head from her breast, half ashamed of the outburst and half fearing that he would see contempt in her eyes. But instead, he saw overwhelming compassion and understanding there as she looked at him. Wordlessly, she reached up and pulled his head down to hers so that their lips met. This kiss was unlike any other that they had shared. There was no passion this time, no eroticism, but a shared sweetness, warmth, and tenderness. Then, hand in hand, still silent, they returned to the bedroom. Once in bed, Reyes had turned to him and threw one arm over his chest, laying her head just over his heart. He had wrapped his arm tightly around her, pulling her as close as he possibly could before he slipped into a sleep of utter exhaustion. He stretched and his hand touched an empty pillow at his side. He quickly realized that he was alone in the bed. Skinner sat up quickly, his heart racing as he was hit with the sudden fear that Reyes may have left him. Monica, he called out. Monica, are you here? From down the hall, he heard her voice call out to him. I'm out on the terrace, Walter. Relief flooded him as he climbed out of the bed and reached for his robe. Tying the sash, he padded down the hall and into the living room. The double doors were open, letting in the still cool and fresh early morning air. Through the double doors, he could see Reyes standing at the railing of the terrace and looking at the mountains in the distance. Skinner walked through the doors and came up behind Reyes, slipping his arm around her and pulling her back against him. She didn't resist him, but leaned back against him so that his chin rested on the top of her head. I woke up early, so I thought I'd come out here and watch the sunrise, she explained. Seeing the sun come up over the mountains is breathtakingly beautiful. Skinner looked out and saw the various colors that the sun brought out, the clear blue of the sky over the mountain peaks, the white tops giving ways to blues and greens, and then further down the base of the mountains, the reds and browns of the desert clay and soil. You're right, he replied. It is beautiful. Almost as beautiful as you. Reyes turned in his embrace so that he could see her face and wrap her arms around him. Monica, about last night, he began. He thought he saw a frown gathering in her eyes, and she lifted her hand and placed a finger on his lips as though to stop his flow of words. Walter, you don't have to explain anything, she said softly. Skinner covered her hand with his own, pulling it a slight distance away so he could speak again. I was just going to say thank you. He turned to her quietly. Thank you for being here, he paused, and pulled her hand back to his lips, brushing them lightly against the soft palm. And thank you for staying. The frown in Reyes's eyes disappeared, and she smiled at him tenderly, before pulling him close to her and burying her face in his chest. 
There's no place else I'd rather be, Walter, she murmured, her voice slightly muffled by the folds of his robe. Skinner and Reyes were seated casually on a blanket on the hard ground near the Aqua Fria River. Since they had such an early start on the day, they decided to rent two horses for a trail ride up through the Coldwater Canyon. Skinner had learned to ride long ago, but by now he had stopped being surprised at Rhea's impressive list of heretofore unknown talents. She had mounted her horse, a spirited chestnut filly, and set up straight, tall, and graceful, obviously at ease in the saddle. At Skinner's questioning look, she had smiled and simply said, Remember, I was raised on a ranchero outside of Mexico City. I got my first horse while I was still in diapers. Armed with a map of the area and saddlebags well-packed with provisions, the two had set off on the trail ride. Throughout the morning, they talked very little, simply enjoying the sights, totally at ease in each other's company. Skinner found his imagination captured by the desert and mountain scenery, the rich blends of reds, browns, and golds of the soil and rocks, livened by the occasional green of the cacti or palms. He delighted in some unexpected surprises, such as the moment when a little prairie dog popped up out of its hole, its little nose twitching, its eyes brightly questioning, as it viewed the pair on horseback before it disappeared back into its den. As the noon hour approached, they arrived at the banks of the Aquafria River, a body of clear aqua-blue water that was deserving of its name. Cool water rushed through the riverbed, downstream to where it swirled into a cascade of rapids. Skinner pulled up the horses near the riverbank and turned to Reyes. I'm getting kind of hungry. Think this is a good place to stop for our lunch? You read my mind, Reyes replied, quickly dismounting. Skinner followed suit, and after removing the saddlebags, they took their horses down to the riverbank to allow them to drink from the cold, sweet water. Then they tied the horses to the palm tree, located a smooth spot on the ground, and spread their thick, heavy blanket. Now, comfortably full after a hearty meal, they relaxed for a while on the blanket, simply enjoying the sights and sounds of the riverbank around them. Skinner had stretched out on the blanket to his full length, his legs reaching onto the uncovered ground. Reyes sat up straight, her legs drawn up and her arms clasped around her knees. She turned her head to look at Skinner and then spoke quietly. Tell me about your wife, Walter. This was a question Skinner had not been expecting. Ordinarily, he tried to avoid any discussion about his wife. It was a source of both joy and pain that he preferred to keep private. Generally, if anyone asked about her, he turned them away quickly with the iciest and briefest of replies. But this was different, and he found his surprise that he wanted to tell Monica Reyes about his wife. Sharon was, is, a lovely woman, he replied slowly, still lying on the ground with his hands clasped tightly behind his head. We met while I was in college, after I did my tour in Nam. I was majoring in criminal law while she was an English major. How did you meet her? Reyes asked. It was in the cafeteria on campus, Skinner recalled, his voice gone soft and a faint smile touching his face at the memory. The place was crowded, always was at lunchtime. Anyway, she came through with a tray of food and the only empty seat in the place was at my table. So I asked her to sit down. Always the gentleman, even back then, Reyes remarked with a smile. Not exactly, Skinner replied, chuckling a little as he remembered that afternoon. Sharon was a beauty, and every guy in the room would have loved to have her sitting at his table. You should have seen how they kept leering at us, and the envy when they were looking at her. Reyes laughed at the picture he invoked. 
Why, Walter? Who would have thought you would have cared about something like that, she teased. Well, I was younger then, Skinner laughed. Anyway, she and I talked and we just hit it off. So I asked her out. And she accepted, Reyes prompted. Yes, she did, Skinner answered. Anyway, you know how that goes. We began to date, and before we knew it, we were in love. We got engaged at the beginning of our senior year, and we were married the summer after we graduated. Sounds like the classic happy ending, Reyes commented, hugging her knees as she listened. Yes, it should have been, Skinner replied. I suppose it was, for a while. But then... He stopped, and a shadow crossed over his face as the memories of the years of his marriage flooded over him. But then, what, Walter? Reyes prompted, looking squarely at him. What went wrong? Skinner closed his eyes for a moment as his mind slipped back into the past. Those years when he had been an eager up-and-comer with a beautiful wife and was filled with hope of the future. Even though he had often reflected on those years, it was still difficult to pinpoint when exactly the hope and optimism had changed and when his marriage began to slowly disintegrate. Skinner stood up on the blanket, sitting cross-legged as he faced Reyes. Like I said, for the first few years, things were great, he recalled. I was a field agent based in Miami, sharing a job teaching English at one of the high schools. I guess for those first years, life was about as good as it could get, except for Sharon's health. What do you mean, Reyes asked. What was wrong? By the third year of our marriage, Sharon and I both decided that we were ready for kids, Skinner recalled. We stopped using any kind of birth control, did everything we were supposed to do. But after almost two years, we still hadn't had any luck. So, of course, we had ourselves checked out. I checked out fine. But Sharon, they found some abnormalities in her uterus, a growth. They ran tests and did a biopsy. The report came back. Sharon had cancer. Oh, my God, Walter, Reyes whispered, reaching out her hand to him. Skinner grasped it and pulled her closer to him, uncrossing his legs and stretching them out open in front of him so Reyes could sit in the space between them. She settled there and leaned against him, resting her head against his chest. Reaching behind her, she grasped her hands in his and pulled his arms about her, squeezing his hand as a signal for him to continue. Of course they operated on her, Skinner continued, his eyes growing hazy as he remembered. Fortunately, they got it early. The cancer was localized and there was no evidence of any spread. But they did have to remove her uterus. So, of course, there was no hope of us having a child of our own. Reyes again squeezed his hand as she held them in her own. Walter, I'm so sorry, she said softly. You must have been devastated. Skinner shook his head. Not really, he replied. I mean, I did want kids. But they didn't necessarily have to be kids of our own. I would have been willing to adopt. So why didn't you? Reyes asked. Sharon didn't want to, Skinner answered. She just felt that she couldn't be a real mother to a child that wasn't her own. And it was very hard for her to accept that she would never be able to have a baby of her own. Then I got the job offer from the headquarters office in Washington. So we moved there. And, Reyes prompted, and things were never the same, Skinner said slowly. There was a lot going on at headquarters and more than enough work to go around. I was ambitious and wanted to move up. And I really felt that I was making a difference in the world. I spent more and more time at work and less at home. And when I was home, well, well what? Skinner paused for a moment to collect his thoughts. 
Monica, you know what's like, the kind of work that we do, he said slowly. You know how ugly, how brutal and sickening it can be sometimes. The people we have to deal with, the things we have to do, and the compromises we sometimes have to make. He felt Reyes shift slightly in his arms, and she silently nodded. He allowed his lips to gently brush the top of her head before he continued. I wanted to keep that from Sharon. I didn't want to bring that ugliness into our home. I thought I was doing the right thing and protecting her, but I was wrong. Instead, she felt that I was pulling away from her, that I had lost interest in her and in our marriage. She felt alone, unneeded, and unloved. And I was so lost in my work that I didn't see it until it was too late, and she had lost any hope or interest in keeping our marriage together. She asked for a divorce, and I gave it to her. Reyes stood up, twisted around so that she was kneeling, facing Skinner. Her dark eyes, filled with tender understanding, met his. You didn't really want the divorce, though, did you, Walter? She asked him. You still loved her. Skinner lowered his head, concentrating his gaze on the pattern of the blanket. No, I didn't want the divorce, he answered quietly. I still loved her very much. He felt her hands upon his face, one hand on either cheek, and gave no resistance as she raised his head so that once again his eyes met hers. Do you still love her, Walter? she asked softly. Such a simple question, Skinner thought, yet the answer was so complicated. How could he explain to this woman the emotions he still felt when he thought about his ex-wife? The mixture of feelings when he looked back on their courtship, their marriage, and their final breakup. The silence stretched out over several minutes as he gave her question the thought it deserved. Finally, Skinner lifted his own hands so that they covered hers as he met her look and gave her the only answer he could, an honest one. Part of me will always love Sharon, he told her gently, and part of me will always belong to her. He half expected Reyes to pull away, but once again this woman surprised him by drawing him close and kissing him fully and sweetly on the lips. When he drew back, he saw a tender smile filled with the womanly knowledge on her face. Reyes could read the question in his eyes and answered quickly before he could ask. Thank you for your honesty, Walter, she said softly. I am honored and touched that you could share that with me. Chapter 19 When Skinner and Reyes arrived back at the Phoenician from their day at the Aquafria River, they were pleasantly tired and both agreed that they really didn't feel like going any place that night. So while Reyes bathed, Skinner ordered Chateaubriard for two and a bottle of excellent Bordeaux from room service. The two of them enjoyed their dinner, and once the waiter had collected their things, they settled in front of the fireplace with the rest of the wine. Skinner sat on the floor, leaning his back against the club chair, while Reyes stretched between his legs. Leaning back against him, they sipped their wine and sat in companionable silence as the soft classical music played on the stereo system. Skinner could not recall the last time he had felt so relaxed or contented as he felt at that moment, sitting on the floor with Reyes so close to him. He began to stroke her hair, caressing it, playing with it like a little boy. Reyes gave a contented sigh and leaned back even closer to him. That feels nice, she whispered. Skinner played with her hair a few minutes longer. Then his hands began to roam over her neck and shoulders, rubbing them gently. Reyes made a purring sound as his hands began to wander still lower, lightly massaging her breasts through her clothes. After a few moments of this, Reyes shifted and slid lower onto the floor so that her head was resting in Skinner's lap. 
She gazed up at him and smiled. Walter, I hope you know that you are starting something that you better be ready to finish. Skinner needed no further urging, but bent his head down to her and kissed her deeply, all the while continuing to caress with his hands. Reyes returned the kiss with equal fervor, her mouth opening and her tongue dancing with his. When he finally lifted his head, he could see the arousal in her eyes. I have every intention of finishing this, he told her, but I think we should move this into the bedroom. Reyes sat up and Skinner scrambled to his feet. She began to rise, but he stopped her, bending to pick her up, and he hoisted her into his arms easily. She was surprised at first, but then she locked her arms around his neck and smiled at him happily. Why, Mr. Skinner, what a strong man you are, she teased. Skinner smiled back at her and kissed her lightly. And you are quite a lovely armful of woman, Monica, he replied, as he carried her into the bedroom and laid her gently upon the bed. Then he slowly began to undress her, first helping her to sit up and then removing her t-shirt, kissing her shoulders, breasts, and belly as they came into view. Then he slipped off first her shorts and then her panties. He paused then to remove his own clothing, giving both himself and Reyes a few moments to recover from their initial love play. Then Skinner began to make love to Reyes in earnest. Tonight, he won nothing more than to please her, to give her a night she would always remember. There was not an inch of her body that he did not caress with his large hands and his eager mouth. It was as though he was leaving his own mark on every part of Monica Reyes, ensuring that there be not a single point of her that he had not touched. He was slow but sure in his attentions to her, bringing her to the edge over and over again. Her gentle moans, her squeals of delight, and her cries of pleasure only served to encourage him to continue to draw out their lovemaking. At last, when neither one could stand it any longer, he took her, not forcefully, but slowly and carefully, making love to her with more tenderness than he had ever done before. He guided Reyes through climax after climax until finally he himself achieved a long, slow, and satisfying release of his own. Afterwards, Reyes cuddled close to him and fell into a deep, blissful sleep. He remained awake for a few moments, savoring the feel of her body against his and the warmth of her breath against his chest before he too slipped into a deep, peaceful, and dreamless slumber. As he came awake, Skinner was aware of a sense of well-being such as he had not known for many months. He felt amazingly rested and relaxed as he stretched in the bed, noting that the sun was coming from an unusual angle. He glanced at the clock by his nightstand. Ten o'clock. He realized with astonishment that he had slept the entire night through without a single nightmare. He felt Reyes curled against him, spooned into his back, and slowly turned over so that he was facing her. She was still asleep, her mouth slightly parted, so that he could both hear and feel deep, even breaths. He looked down at her face, framed by her sleep-tossled hair, and smiled fondly. She was so beautiful, his sleeping Monica. She seemed so young and so vulnerable, almost like a child, even though he knew full well that she was all woman. Impulsively, he bent his head down and kissed her softly, tenderly. As he kissed her, he felt her stir lightly in his arms and felt her lips open a little more in order to return his kiss. When he pulled back, he saw that her eyes were open, dewy with sleep. Good morning, sleepyhead, he said with a gentle smile. Hmm, good morning, sunshine, Reyes replied, smiling back at him. What a wonderful way to wake up. Well, I aim to please, ma'am. Skinner drawled out slowly, 
his exaggerated accent causing Reyes to giggle. And please me, you did, Reyes replied, as she sat up slightly in order to plant a kiss on his cheek, then snuggled back down in his arms. What time is it? A little after ten on the bright, beautiful Arizona morning, Skinner responded, drawing her close and lightly kissing the top of her head. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and we're still here on vacation. You seem on top of the world this morning, Walter. And why wouldn't I be after last night, Skinner replied, his arms tightening a little around Reyes. An evening making love to you followed by a good night's sleep? The two things I needed to put me on top of the world. Really? Reyes shifted slightly, so she was looking into Skinner's face. You had a good night's sleep? The best sleep I've had in months, Skinner replied, lightly caressing her cheek. No dreams, no nightmares, just peace and rest. Oh, Walter, I'm so glad, Reyes enthused. I think that's just wonderful. Yes, it is wonderful, Skinner replied. And I owe that to you, Monica. You mean because making love to me wore you out, Reyes teased. No, Monica. Skinner shook his head and dropped his playful manner, becoming serious. Because you made me talk about what was happening to me, about what I was feeling. You made me face my demons. And you understood and supported me. I feel like such a weight has been taken from me. I can never thank you enough for that, Monica. Reyes regarded him seriously, her eyes filling with tears as she listened. She reached up and laid her hand against his unshaven cheek, lightly caressing it with her long fingers. You just did, Walter, she whispered, and I don't think I've ever been thanked so beautifully. Skinner took her hand in his and pressed it gently to his lips. I will never forget what you have done for me, Monica, he murmured softly, as he pulled her even closer into the warm circle of his arms. You saved my sanity. You may very well have saved my life. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there. <laughs>